Look at the weather. It's beautiful here. Non-stop rain. Oh, man, it is a blazer out there. It's cold and it's shivery. It is cold. Really coming down here. I really enjoy your weather reports. From the All Indiana Podcast Network. We're talking weather in a whole new way. From historical events to what's coming up. Plus, weather news, science, safety, fun facts, and more. I like where this is going. This is Weather Weekly. Weather Weekly with Wish TV Storm Track 8 meteorologist Marcus Bailey. It is episode number 88 of Weather Weekly. Good to be with you here, middle of the month, uh, rolling on through. Man, crazy. Uh, going by fast and might be feeling a little bit more like fall starting getting those kind of uh, swings here. Uh, big time heat here through the middle of the week, and then you're going to have a pretty sharp cool down and some uh, autumn air heading our way, which uh, I know some people are ready for. I like the uh, I like the fall weather. Um, I always look forward to. I don't want it to get too cold too soon, but uh, this is uh, prime allergy season for your boy here. Uh, it gets pretty rough about from now until our first hard freeze, uh, which is still several weeks away statistically. So, um, although I do like the cooler months, I like the hoodie weather. Um, yeah, until you get a hard freeze, I'm sneezing like crazy. And there is just not many allergy medications that work for me. So, so I like the weather. I love the fall colors. I love football season, just everything that surrounds fall season. Um, not a fan of the allergies though. And that's been, that's been a long going thing. You know, it's interesting. I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast here. So I haven't lived very far from, from Indiana, right? My, my first job and my first time, uh, living out of the state was my, was my first job, uh, in Lima, Ohio, which I mean, it was only a two hour drive from Muncie where I grew up and my allergies were pretty similar there. What was interesting is when I moved to Peoria. All right. So that was back in 2008. Um, my allergies flip-flopped. So I've always been a fall allergy sufferer. And in Peoria, it hit me in the spring hard. Um, and then by, you know, by midsummer, it was fine. And then fall, I did not really have many allergies at all. I had a little bit, but not like I did in the spring. And then fast forward to me moving to Indianapolis in 2015. And it was right back at it again, fall, just like I was when I was growing up. Um, and I've had allergies ever since I was, I can remember, but it was always been fall allergies. Um, you know, it was just, it was interesting. You know, I literally lived just a state away. Um, and my, the, the seasons switched for me. So found that interesting and no, I'm before somebody asked, um, I've never actually gone to check and see what I am actually allergic to. I probably should do that. So, but anyway, um, yeah, looking forward to some fall temperatures. Uh, kind of keeping with that here, um, there is, this is, uh, well, yesterday. So this is dropping on the, uh, what, the 21st. Uh, the 20th is an anniversary of a pretty historic tornado outbreak that happened not all that long ago in the state of Indiana. September outbreaks, not, uh, um, not usual. All right, kind of rare. Um, but shouldn't be totally unexpected too, because we are kind of getting into a transitional period, which we will be talking about what we're going to be dealing with here with our transitions over the next couple of days. So we're going to be talking about that tornado anniversary. Plus I do want to do a quick recap of Fiona. 
That's a hurricane, now a major hurricane out in the Atlantic, uh, caused some big problems uh, in Puerto Rico. And there actually could be a little bit more activity starting to ramp up as we're on the downswing of the kind of peak season of hurricane uh, time in the Atlantic. So we're going to talk about both of those. That's coming up next year on Weather Weekly. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Episode number 88. Good to be with you here. This one is an anniversary podcast. Uh, Looking back on a very rare uh, tornado event that happened on September 20th, 2002. So I'm recording this on the 20th. So it is the anniversary of that that happened 20 years ago uh, on this date here. Uh, so the Weather Service of Indianapolis, they put a, a neat article up about this. And so you can check this out. I don't know how long it'll be up. Um, but I'll put the link on my social media feeds if you want to check this out. Um, but it's got a lot about the tracks, about the warnings, which I'll kind of briefly mention here. Um, so in their write-up, uh, they put down here, September usually brings tranquil weather to Indiana, but that was not the case on September 20th, 2002, when several tornadoes struck the state. The biggest tornado rampaged through rural and urban parts of Indiana for 112 miles, becoming the longest tornado track in Indiana history. That still stands, by the way. Uh, The long track tornado reached F3 intensity. This, keep in mind, was before the enhanced Fujita scale, what we would refer to as EF and then the number. Uh, So it was F3 intensity in Ellettsville, Martinsville, and Greenwood with winds of at least 160 miles per hour. The tornado began in Ellettsville at 12.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and roared northeast through Martinsville, the south and east sides of metropolitan Indianapolis, Anderson, and finally lifted near Hartford City two hours and 21 minutes later at 3.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, uh, despite the length and the heavily populated areas that it went through, um, no deaths occurred. Despite $156 million in property damage, 45 schools were impacted. There were 130 injuries. The tornado was in, uh, was um, enshrouded in rain for much of his life, what we would call a rain-wrapped tornado, which I'll explain a little bit about uh, later. 
The same thunderstorm that produced the long track tornado also produced other tornadoes. One of them was an F2 rated tornado that struck near Poseyville, and another one was rated F2 that struck near Monroe City. The tornado warning uh, issued for the Indianapolis area contained tornado emergency warning. So um, I want to kind of walk through a little bit here. Uh, The SBC reports, storm prediction reports, all came from uh, Indiana. For the most part, there were a couple in Ohio. um, And I believe that spawned from the same length tornado one was in Delphus in Allen County, Ohio. So that is near Lima. Uh, and then one in Putnam County in Ohio, one in Van Wert, Ohio. That's just east of Fort Wayne. But if you're kind of following the line, it would have been kind of along the same line as the, the long track tornado in, um, in Indiana. <clears throat> so um, now there were 130 injuries the SBC really only has one of those, um, of those 130 Gosport, Owen County, their official report. Um, there were trees down 10 to 12 houses with structural damages, uh, damage South of Monroe city near Wildwood. Now that was not necessarily the, um, the the original um or not the original the the long track tornado um that was from that secondary one in uh, the f2 uh tornado so again you know just kind of reiterating the f3 uh started in ellisville so that's morgan county and i i should say the fujita scale the original fujita scale f3 are winds 158 to 206 miles per hour. The damage is considered uh, severe. What was interesting about this setup? Um, so basically, you had a you had a strong upper trough and a surface cold front. So that provided some strong forcing and produced widespread showers and thunderstorms. Uh, dew points were in the 70s, and you had some pretty high shear values. So, and I think I've mentioned this before, um, I think probably dating back to the, the uh, November tornado outbreak when we did that podcast, I think either last year or the year before. Um, but when you start getting into the late summer months and starting sneaking into fall, you don't need those really crazy high ingredients like you kind of need in the late spring and for much of the summer. All right. Um, you still need, you still need some high, but it maybe doesn't need to be off the charts crazy to have some kind of outbreak. What was also interesting. And and if you go to the weather services webpage, uh, you'll see this, that this wasn't a, um, uh, uh, what what you would see with 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 supercells this was more of a linear event all right what we call an mcs um just i i know it's kind of hard to describe radar on an audio podcast um but if you're looking at radar basically at 12 o'clock you had a long line of thunderstorms that basically kind of started developing 
uh, between Indianapolis and the Illinois state line. And it went all the way down to Evansville. All right. Um, the next image then shows that line pretty strong, um, but very linear making its way toward the Western metropolitan counties. This is when we started to get the tornado warnings for, excuse me, down around the Ellisville area, which is Northwestern Morgan Monroe County, rather Northwest of Bloomington. And then that just kind of rode up this line, but everything stayed really linear here. You had a lot of rain. And so I mentioned that the reports were that these were that this tornado, this long lived tornado was shrouded in rain. We call it rain wrapped. So what ended up happening essentially is, um, you, you get such strong rotation in these thunderstorms that it eventually, and, and, and this was already what we call an HP supercell, a high precipitation supercell. And, what ends up happening is I've mentioned before what a mesocyclone is. And so the mesocyclone is rotating. What's it, what, it was so strong that it was able to pull in the rain around the rotation. So think of it kind of like a, a round shower, basically, right? The end part of the shower would be your mesocyclone. And if you pulled the curtain, that's going to be your rain. And it, pulled that rain all the way around to where the tornado was not visible. Um, those are pretty dangerous. I mean, all tornadoes obviously are dangerous, but you know, you can, you know, when you see it, I think there's more of a sense of action and urgency to act in terms of trying to take shelter. When a storm is rain wrapped, it looks like it doesn't look like any different, type of storm because it is shrouded in rain um the tornado warning that was issued for parts of the metropolitan area i'll give you the wording here um this came out at 121 p.m all right let me go back i mentioned when um the tornadoes the tornado hit um I don't have a hard, well, actually I can, uh, Marion County was basically, oh, well, I guess I just have the event was okay. Um, right about two o'clock. Oh, and I guess they do have, they have a nice little thing here. It was about a lead time of 35 minutes for Marion County. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it has gotten better as the years have gone on. It's hard to believe that's 20 years ago. I was in college at ball state when this happened. um, but, uh, yeah, about, you know, over a half hour lead time is excellent. I think the least amount of lead time there was, was a 13 minute lead time in Hamilton County. That was actually for a severe thunderstorm warning. There was only a two minute lead time in rush County, but that was for a separate tornado at F zero. So my guess is that, uh, someone had probably witnessed some rotation and, um, and so that triggered the warning. Uh, but this was the wording that came out. This is the actual tornado warning came out at um, 1.21 p.m. Uh, the National Weather Service in Indianapolis has issued a tornado warning for northern Johnson County, Marion County, 
This includes the city of Indianapolis until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At 1.16 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, amateur radio weather, amateur weather uh, radio spotters reported a tornado just south of Martinsville or about 17 miles north of Bloomington, moving northeast at 45 miles per hour. The most dangerous part of the storm is expected to be near Bargersville at 135, Greenwood 140, Homecroft 145, Beach Grove 150, Indy at 150. This is a life-threatening tornado emergency. Okay, so that was the strong wording that you typically do not see. If you are in the path of this large and destructive tornado, take cover immediately. And then it goes into the safest parts uh, during a tornado is in your basement. If no basement is available, go to the lowest floor of the building in an interior hallway or room. Get under sturdy furniture or use blankets or pillows to cover your body. If in mobile homes or vehicles, evacuate them. Get inside a substantial shelter. If no shelter is available, lie flat in the nearest ditch or other low spot. So that was an example of the tornado warning that was issued for Indianapolis. Uh, pretty significant damage, and you can check some of the uh, pictures there um, that the National Weather Service has. Ellettsville seemed to get hit pretty hard. Martinsville had some significant damage. There was some business damage around Greenwood. Beach Grove was hit especially hard. Uh, east side of Indianapolis, and then you had... Um, a few other areas in Madison County look more rural. Same thing up around Delaware County. So you want to check that out. Uh, weather.gov slash IND. It's at the top of their page. If it's gone by the time you get there, you can check out my social media pages. I will link that uh, in my, uh, my uh, social media pages as well. So pretty significant. And again, 112 miles remains the longest track tornado in the state of Indiana history so pretty uh pretty significant that happened 20 years ago on this date uh, and a lot of that can come from pretty uh wild temperature swings which we will have a little bit here coming up this week and we may have some shots of severe storms as well we'll talk about that in the forecast that's coming up next here on weather week Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Here's a look at the forecast for September, the week of September 19th. Uh, kind of feeling the heat here for this Wednesday. Highs in the low 90s. Humidity is going to be way up. And you're going to have feels like temperatures probably close to 100. I think maybe in southern parts of the state, you could actually see temperatures close to 100 uh, with just the air temperature. Talking specifically probably around the Evansville area. I know we were forecasting around 97, 98 uh, down that way. There is a risk for some scattered strong storms Wednesday evening with a cold front that's going to move through. And that's going to be a pretty potent 
cold front. Now, I'm not going to be talking about the severe weather we were talking about in today's podcast, but I do think maybe some damaging straight line wind will be possible, maybe some embedded hail as well. Some lingering showers possible very early Thursday morning, and then we'll quiet things down. I think really the big story is going to be the cool down in the wake of this frontal system. Uh, Thursday highs around 70. It's going to be a chilly start to Friday morning. I think numbers could get as low as the mid-40s here in Indianapolis. Uh, And then highs only in the mid-60s to wrap up the work week. So kind of an early taste of fall here. Now, if you're not ready for that just yet, we do rebound a bit. Mid-70s on the way for the weekend. I do have some isolated showers possible Saturday morning. There may be a few shots for showers and thunderstorms on Sunday. Uh, Both days highs in the mid-70s. And it looks like heading into next week, which will be the last week of September, uh, you will see numbers kind of hovering around the 70-degree mark. Uh, So a little bit below average. Normal high should be in the mid-70s for this time of year, 76, 77, uh, as you're kind of approaching the end of September. So a little bit below average, but quite comfortable. Uh, Overnight lows will be kind of hovering around 50 degrees, so kind of some crisp uh, mornings. You'll have a little bit of a chill in the air. Kiddos will probably need a light jacket uh, at the bus stop uh, as we go into the last week of September, but doesn't look anything too significant, at least in the long-term there. Thank you so much for spending some time with us on this week's issue of Weather Weekly. We'd love to hear your comments. If you've got an idea that you want me to address uh, weather-wise or uh, science-wise, I'd love to hear about it and we'll try to tackle it. Uh, you can reach me anytime. Uh, email marcus.bailey at wishtv.com. You can also reach me on social media. Uh, Marcus Bailey Weather is what you search for on Facebook and on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Marcus Bailey. Certainly appreciate your time here. While you're here, make sure to check out all the other great podcasts, all part of the All Indiana Podcast Network. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week, and God bless. Discover more. Discover more from Stormtrack A Weather and Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. Plus, be sure to check out more great podcasts from the All Indiana Podcast Network now. Now at allindianapodcastnetwork.com.